Imagine that you're featured on high-profile podcast, and the next thing you know, you've got a flood of ideal clients and new opportunities. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of the Amplify Your Success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. Sam, I'm excited to have this chat today because we're we're going to take people behind the scenes of what it takes to get booked on popular podcasts like ours so that people can really land more of these coveted visibility opportunities. Mm, yeah. And that's what they are. Visibility opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think people, sometimes they don't recognize the value of podcasting the way we see it because we're we're kind of immersed in this world, but podcasting is what we might consider a new form of traditional media where you're having an opportunity to be spotlighted like you would if you went to the morning show or you were like you had like a guest spot on the evening, like local news channel. Well, this is another form of that, particularly for these hot podcasts. And in particular, right now, Podcasting is growing exponentially. I saw this stat the other day. Did you know there are 117.8 million listeners of podcasts in the United States alone? That's not including any That's other country. Huge, yeah. Huge, huge. Absolutely. And, and I know that it's grown a lot over the pandemic too. Over yep. the last over the last 18 months. Because I, I know it just tipped over into 2 million podcasts, which is a huge number. What is amazing about this, it's also, we're only still at the big, I believe we're still sort of at the, you know, on that up trajectory of podcasts. Because when you look at YouTube channels or when you look at blogs, there's millions and millions and millions out there. So this is a great opportunity where listeners really don't have the same opportunity of being lost within YouTube or within blogs. So it's a really great opportunity. Or in an email or, or in all mm -hmm. you know, social media can be such a, a lot of noise and it's hard to stand out there. But, you know, think about like when you're on a podcast, you are crafting this conversation and there's a lot of intimacy because, you know, someone's on their device. They're probably listening while they're walking their dog or when they're at the gym or they're driving across town and there's an intimacy and an ability to really capture their attention and hold their attention while you're having this conversation. So let's maybe unpack a little bit for entrepreneurs and authorities and experts and thought leaders, you know, people who have a message. Here's why at least I find this to be such a hot visibility strategy is podcasts also have an evergreen shelf life. So you don't just like get on the podcast and it's over. <laughs> you get on the podcast and if the show host does a great job of 
of keeping their show really hot, people are going to go back and listen to earlier episodes. So I was telling you before, when we were talking about doing this particular episode, I was featured on John Lee Dumas in the first year he had his podcast before he really got super hot and everybody and their brother and their mother and their sister wanted to be on his show. And for eight years, I got people would reach out from that episode, which wasn't even like relevant anymore. Like I talked about something that wasn't even really my thing anymore, but like I was getting referrals and people becoming VIP clients and private coaching clients and joining my mastermind from that episode for years. Hmm. I don't know about you and I'm, I'm sure you do. I get downloads of every single one of my episodes every week, some of them from years and years and years ago. And I think that that is the beauty of this is that they are evergreen. They are always showing up. So just because you're on a podcast today doesn't mean, or even five years ago, probably doesn't mean that you're not going to see the rewards for that right now. Yeah. So over and over. Uh, Absolutely. It's it's such an amazing platform. And I think going, well, you were talking about the intimacy earlier. What I love about podcasting from an authority positioning standpoint is that what other, you know, platform can we really dive deep and talk about our zone of genius for 40 minutes and really dive in there so that people can hear what it is that we know, what it, you know, how we how we teach, how we speak, how we interact, because it's not necessarily the topic that people will come to you for. It's because they connect with the way that you talk about things or, you know, in a long interview, you're hearing about values or, you know, the quirkiness of someone. So that that's why they're so valuable. Things that yeah. you can't pick up in, you know, a blog or an email. Yeah. It's like the no like and trust factors being cultivated. And we're borrowing some of that from the host because they're they're putting us on their stage, so to speak. But the way you show up and the way you build the connection with the host and the listener during that conversation is what I believe becomes the client attraction magnet. And, you know, I know we'll unpack all this, but I got to say something about consistency. Mm -hmm. The reason why I believe podcast guesting is so good for you to attract more clients, to attract more opportunity, to boost your authority is that when you are regularly being featured out there on other podcasts, you're showing up in, in places that you can't even know about. Like I had a situation where I'm featured usually in one to two podcasts a month. I was doing more, but then I was like, it's a little overkill. And so I, I usually one to two a month I'm featured somewhere. And what happens in this one situation where I was on a podcast, so I did a Facebook Live, and then my host turned that conversation into a podcast. And mm -hmm. here's this guy, and he starts to, to think to himself, I think I want to be on podcast. Maybe that's a great way for me to be visible. And he goes and starts Google searching about being a podcast guest. And he lands on somebody's website who does podcast guesting, matchmaking. And uh -huh. there was something on that that led him to the host of the show I was on. So then he starts listening to that show, Sam, and this is how powerful it is. He starts listening to that show and I was the, the guest that had just been featured. And he's hearing me talk about the mindset of an authority. And he went, oh man, that's exactly what I'm dealing with right now. So then he goes to my podcast and started binging my podcast. 
And within seven days, he had booked a consult and booked a VIP package that was a five-figure deal. So that is what's possible when people see you out there in ways you can't even control or know, regularly and consistently building your authority by guesting on other people's podcasts. I love that story. And I'm so glad that you shared it because, you know, I've had situations that are similar. It's very, when you, when you're searching a topic in iTunes, it's not necessarily coming up with your show. It could be coming up with you being on all these other shows and it can exactly like you said, it's, it's like a spider web and you don't know where it's going to land. So super, super awesome strategy. That's why we both love it so much. I agree. Why don't we talk about what we're looking for as podcast hosts for people to come onto our shows? Mm. Because I think that it's a really important topic to discuss because there are so many, you and I both have a lot of people every day reaching out to us. Actually, I'd love to hear, do you read every single pitch (laughs) or get back to every single person that pitches you? Ah, no. I, and, mm. and so here's the thing, and I'll talk about this uh, a little bit more in a minute, but I mean, we have a pitch process and if people don't follow our pitch process, I don't usually respond. And mm-hmm. if there's something that grabs my assistant's eye, she might respond and say, Hey, you need to use our pitch process. I am mm-hmm. uh, probably get a good 10 to 20 a day. Sometimes I get mm-hmm. as much as 50 to hundred a week. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm spending my time and energy fielding all of those. So no, yeah, but I will tell yeah. you what does get me to kind of like grab on is, and this is what I look for is some kind of a topic that's really catchy or some kind of credibility factor that's real, that really jumps out at me that I think would be super relevant to my audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, if you've done a good job and you really understand the show and you're listening to the show, which I think will help you pitch the shows, but that you're wanting to be on better. I know someone knows the show when they're talking about some of the episodes that were really relevant to them. And they're like, by the way, I have this thing I do, or if somebody's pitching for you, my client has this thing and I think it could be a great fit on the show. And here's why. And mm-hmm. it's a topic that solves a problem or hasn't been covered a million times. So I'm looking for relevance. That's really, I guess, what I think is a standout feature that will get me to really lean in and pay attention. So what about mm-hmm. you? I know you're very disciplined about this. So do you go through all the pitches that you get? I run my eye very quickly over them because like you, I get about 10 a day. So, and you know, we're so busy. We, there are other things to do funnily enough in our business. So I'll run my eyes very quickly. I would say probably 90% of them. I just park. I also don't have a lot of time to go back to everyone. So a lot of them I'll just park. I like to be able to see that someone has at least had a look at my show. I don't need them to listen to episodes at length. I know I don't need that, but I do need them to have had a look. Who's my audience? had a very quick scan through some of the topics we've discussed to see if they if they think that there's a match so that then when they can say, I've got this idea, same as you, I've got this idea, this is my topic. I think that it could really suit your audience. That's what I'm looking for. Not the 10 to 15 pitches I get a day that says, I'm a leadership expert. 
And I'm mentioning that specifically because that's what I'm getting a lot of right now. And they're all saying, I'm a leadership expert. A leadership expert in, in what? Like, what are you bringing to the table? And unless I can really quickly and easily understand what it is that you're bringing to the table, what your unique take is, how it relates to my audience, then I can't guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think that that's kind of relevance and some specificity too. It's like be willing to lean into the niche a bit and really stand out instead of sounding like everybody. Mm. You know, know, sorry, I was going to say just before we move on, I got a pitch last week and I've already interviewed this person and and I'm going to release this episode quite soon. And I want to mention it because she did a really, really great pitch. Mm. She reached out said, I liked this episode, this episode, this episode. I really like them because of this. I think that I can add value. I know who your ideal client is and I want to know, do they have this problem? And it was bang on, like one of the biggest problems my target market has. I had her on within the week and we've actually moved her episode up in our recording schedule too, because she absolutely nailed, she knew exactly who our ideal client or our ideal audience is and she knew how to talk about the struggles that they're having so well and how to move through them that it was it just it's adding so much value mm. so it's it's really about being specific mm. i love that i've done that at times i wanted to share another thing that i'm looking for and we have a little bit of a stealth process because and maybe this will help too a little bit of backstory is i think people if you don't have your own podcast, sometimes you don't actually have awareness of the expense that's going into producing a show and each episode. And so what we're looking for is for somebody to bring value that is worthy of that investment. And I think people, because if they're not investing in a podcast booker or they're not, you know, like they don't always recognize there is a investment involved here for us. And so Mm -hmm. the investment we're looking for our guests to make is to be a good guest and deliver massive value and keep the value going by sharing it on your social media and to your audiences. And so our stealth process is we go and look at the person's social media platforms. Do they have a decent following? And we're looking for, are they actually sharing the shows they're being featured on? Because to me, yeah, like if you're not willing to share it, that tells me you're not really sharing my value of the collaborative process, that you're actually just looking for what I can do for you. And in that case, we will have a, what we call a sponsored episode where somebody can sponsor being a guest on the show, which will give them that great visibility they're looking for and get all the great assets that we create but I'm not worried about them promoting it and sharing it with their audience. So that's another thing that I'm looking for is be a good guest. Totally. I think that this is one of the the biggest missed opportunities is people think that podcasting or podcast guesting is only about showing up and recording the interview. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, that's just, for me, that's the smallest part of it, that there's so, there's a few steps before the interview and there's a few steps after and sharing it is one. I had recently a guest on my show who not only shared the episode out with her email list and her social and all the things, she actually also put it on her YouTube channel and pointed it back to my show. 
she's got it on her website talking about like not just a link but she's actually got a write-up of of why other listeners not just listen to this episode but would listen to the show it was very high class the way that she's actually really showcased our show and of course it makes me want to promote her episode even more Mm -hmm. yeah the reciprocity got activated Uh uh-huh absolutely absolutely so I think that you really need to understand that just showing up and recording the interview is not the whole strategy that the whole strategy is also how are you bringing people back into your world and also let me just say there's something in it for the guest to do that and I, I was teaching this to a group of professional speakers one time because they're, they're of course, wanting to get on the podcast to get more visibility, especially right now when a lot of live events are not <laughs> being hosted. But yeah. I was teaching this strategy and I said, look, when you're the guest, part of being the guest is what you do after it, after it airs mm-hmm. and where the clients come from is what you do with your following and your community of dormant connections. They're people that are just kind of hovering about. They're not doing anything. They haven't booked in with you. They haven't made a a commitment to go further. When you air the episode that you were featured on, you're boosting your authority and Mm -hmm. you're borrowing the credibility of the host and showcasing that to these dormant followers. Sometimes that's enough to get them to raise their hand and go, oh my gosh, what you're talking about, that's me. How do I work with you? So you can leverage that exposure to your own community, your own list, and help people move from just being kind of passive out there and into an active, involved, and invested client. And right there is the gold, Melanie Benson. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I've had that happen, so that's why I know it works. (laughs) 100%, because here's the thing, that we've got people around us that already enjoy our content, enjoy hearing us. So they're the people that are likely to want to hear us again, hear something different, come out of the woodwork. So we need to be saying, hey, look, I was featured on this, check this out. And that's definitely an important part of the podcast guesting strategy. Totally. Well, we're kind of leaning into some of the mistakes people are making. Let's cover a couple of things that will get somebody literally on the chopping block. They're not going to get in. They're not, they're not getting past go. Like what is it that <laughs> kind of keeps people from getting booked on these high profile podcasts? Besides what we've already talked about that does work. I was going to say, because I think that we've, we've covered quite a lot of it, but for me, it's really, you know, sending out a blind pitch with dear podcast host. I'm a great person. And this is the book I've written. You should have me on your show and we can <laughs> laugh. But I'm, I've had pictures that are that blatantly mm-hmm. empty, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, we're real people. We have a show, we have a name, we have an audience, and we like to be, we like to be acknowledged for that and know that there's, and you mentioned it before, that there's some reciprocity. I want to bring people to my show that I know that are going to, to bring value and potentially even come on as a collaboration partner. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't know where that where that relationship's going to end. But what about for you? I would say ditto. I want to add on to that, and then I'm going to cover a new point. And then, Sam, I'm going to have to come back to things to do because I realized I forgot something big. So we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh-huh. But So <laughs> I've had this happen a couple of times recently with these blind pitches. 
And what I would say is be very, very careful how you follow up with a potential podcast host, because I have had people kind of bully me and like, I have nothing better to do than just follow up and take your pitch. And I (laughs) just will toss that right into the trash can. I know you were laughing at me because I did a post on this not too long ago, but I will not have people hassle me to be on the show. Uh, Mm. If you're not following my pitch process and you're going to keep messaging me, I'm going to block you, (laughs) especially when you start doing things like, hey, could you follow up with me and let me know if I can be on your show? Uh, No, I can't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or here's the fee. Like, are you ready to, to, to sign on the dotted line? If I'm not following up with you, it's A, you're not following the pitch process or B, you're not relevant and it's not my job to follow up with you. So And also if you're using podcast booking services, make sure they know how to cultivate a relationship instead of alienate a podcast Mm -hmm. host. Cause I, Mm -hmm. someone just went on our blacklist cause they were being so rude. I'm like, are you kidding Mm -hmm. me? Like, this is your Mm -hmm. job, not mine. So anyway, be really careful about that. But I think the other thing I was going to bring up here is that there is something to this, like really getting the value that you're going to bring to the conversation and making sure that you know how to hold the energy during a conversation. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know how to deliver a good podcast episode, then you're not going to land the good high profile podcasts because we are doing our research. So another thing we do, I actually have my assistant or I listen to a clip from you on a show. And if I feel like you're not bringing it, I'm not risking putting you on my show. I don't want boring guests. I don't want people that don't know how to craft talking points. I don't want people that don't know how to like weave a really powerful conversation that's going to be valuable to my listeners. Because I have my listeners come back over and over because they're like, you have the most amazing guests and they deliver high quality value bombs. And if you're not there yet, take a training, get some support with your messaging, get ready to be featured on these uh, bigger, more powerful podcasts. Because let me tell you, we're doing our research, listening to how you're showing up on other podcasts. I'm so glad you mentioned it. And I had also forgotten this point that if people don't give me a link to listen to it, that is one of the things that my assistant will go back and ask for, because 100%, I want to listen. Is there energy there? And does that person just do things like give yes and no answers or do they follow up? Do they share stories? You know, is there high energy? There is a really, if you haven't been on podcasts before, start to take note of stories that you can share with certain talking points. And this is something I actually trained on this years ago before I started being on podcasts. And I used to put my stories in little dot points on post-it notes and have them on the side of my computer just to remind me if someone asked about something i could say ah there was this story that i had and i could share that so start to get a story bank so that you can really keep the energy Mm -hmm. because we learn through stories so being a great storyteller is is really important yeah this one kind of bridges between mistake and going back to being something you have to do to land these high profile podcasts. And this is something we've talked about on other shows on next level influence, but really curate your authority. 
Because to land these bigger high profile audiences, what sometimes stands out is that, wow, you're an authority in your field energy. And there's a lot of ways to curate that and craft that and showcase it. And some things are, are you have them already, but they're just in your blind spot. I think a common mistake is not relying enough on, on that consistent visibility in the, in the market. Some of my biggest podcast features where I've been invited have literally been because they saw me on someone else's podcast and they resonated with my message and they want it on their podcast. So Mm. you can actually flip this whole equation over time instead of feeling like you're chasing getting on podcasts, getting invited by being really good at having a magnetic message, being consistently visible with it and delivering really great energy when you talk about it, that's freaking contagious. People want that. And they're going to, they're going to come after you to get on the podcast instead of feeling like, man, I'm really having to push a lot of energy out there to get on all these podcasts. Eventually it should flip. And instead mm-hmm. of you chasing, they should be kind of chasing you instead. hundred percent, 100 percent. I don't is know. There, is there anything else we got to cover? Or, I mean, this is, no, been- I was going to say, if there was one thing that you wanted to leave people with in, mm. you know, the topic of getting onto more high profile podcasts, what would that be, Melanie? Man, I could talk about this for weeks. Uh, I, <laughs> I think that there's one thing that kind of pulls us all together too. And that is really get the, what podcasts are high profile in front of my ideal audience. You don't need to be on everybody's podcast. Mm-hmm. You only need to be on the podcasts that are creating a connection with your ideal client, with your ideal opportunities in that audience. So be intentional, be specific, get clear who is creating a podcast that you want to be on that serves your audience. Don't fall into the trap of being on every podcast because honestly, it kind of backfires in the end. So that would be mine, Sam. What Do you have one too? Mm-hmm. As you were saying that, I think what came to mind was if you haven't been on podcasts before, don't go straight to the top of the food chain of popular Mm -hmm. podcasts. Cut your teeth, you know, get used to being on podcasts, get used to curating your topic in a way that feels really good to you because the more you talk about it, the easier it will be to be able to share that message in a way that makes sense. And, you know, start to share those episodes out and then work your way up. Don't go straight to the top because it won't work. Boom. Value bomb right there. I totally agree. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> I know you've got a great resource to share with our community today. If people want to start getting on these hot podcasts, these top podcasts, where should they start with you? So I've got a document called the Podcast Guest Advantage, which lays out the five steps to go through to get yourself booked on podcasts, but not just booked, but to get clients from those podcasts. Because that, as I was talking about before, it's the podcast interview itself is not the entire strategy. So I've mapped out the entire strategy and wherever you're watching this right now, just go below and type the word guest. And I will make sure to get a copy of that to you for the podcast guest advantage. Just type guest below. And I know that you've got a, an amazing PDF as well, Melanie. Can you share what you've got there? Well, these are going to be two perfectly complementary resources because 
Where I like to help people the most is the messaging and what they deliver in the interview. So once you've landed the interview, like I want to help you really nail that message so that the listener is moves from being interested to being intrigued and then invested in being mm-hmm. your client. And so I've crafted 17 common mistakes that destroy that energy and keep people like that. You kind of repel them instead of attract them. And you can find that at getmagneticmessaging.com forward slash report. Perfect. So if you've loved what we've been talking about today, if you've been loving these tips, please make sure that you stay connected with us. Follow both Melanie Benson and myself on this platform and let us know what is it that you learned today. Please share what you learned, share if you have any questions. We're always coming and adding value and making sure that your questions are all answered and tag a friend who you think might benefit from today's topic. Yeah, and if you've got something on your mind that you want us to cover, shout it out in the comments, let us know. All right, Sam, see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.